Francisco 49 is deep in the heart. Like Joe Montana in the corner, deep Clark. Garrison Hurts, stiff farm going 99. Don't get it twisted, one and all with prime time. John Taylor, Jerry Rice down the side. Welcome to the 49 of Faithful UK show. It's week 11. And it's Monday night, and it's Mexico City matchup against NFC West rivals, the Arizona Cardinals. The Seahawks are on their bye week, so a win would put the Niners top of the NFC West. A loss would leave us a game behind and level on five wins with the Cardinals. I'm Gareth Ellis, and I'm joined by Lee Gowland. Hi, guys. Najee Kowal. Hello, everyone. And Paul Hope. Hi, everyone. Uh, so, lads, uh, divisional games are always important, but how important does this one seem? Paul, very. <laughs> <laughs> well, this this is very, um, I mean, Najee was answering some questions in the group because I think a few people had asked, how does the league record affect the standings at the end of the season? And I think it was you that answered this, Najee, but winning the division is very important. Uh, Gareth, and obviously we've got the two games against the Cardinals and we've got the game against the Seahawks. So for me, this is a massive game on Monday night. Don't know how you feel, Nadji and Lee, whether I'm overselling Monday night's importance. No, no absolutely not. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. It's massive. Absolutely massive. What do you think, Lee? Yeah, I think when you look at the three divisional games coming up, they're, they're all huge games. And they're all huge games because at the moment we sit at uh, 3-0 in the division. So you have to look at um, Tuesday morning's game as being the biggest game of the season so far, because if we win that, then nobody can beat us in the division as far as the tiebreaker is concerned on the divisional record, because we then 4-0, and nobody's mm. going to beat that record. So if you look at fr- from that perspective, then yeah, Tuesday morning's game is absolutely huge. But you can also say, well, you know, if we don't win that one, we've obviously we've got the Saints and we've got the Cardinals again. Uh, the Saints, we've got the Seahawks, and then we've got the Cardinals again, again, where we can get to that four-win marker where nobody can beat the divisional record. But of course, the divisional record only matters if you tie the uh, division. Yeah, I mean, the yeah. reason that it's so important, Gareth, is because obviously you're looking ahead to the playoffs, and if you can, you want a home playoff game. I mean, we all remember the run last year, but we had to go on the road for four consecutive weeks and that took its toll on the team, I think. So for me, that's why it's massive and we we need to win all the games left in our division, really. And it would be epic to finish top of our division. I think it'd be nice to go into that last game of the season against the Cardinals with nothing to play for, as in we've already secured the division. I don't know yeah, if that's how you feel, Nadji. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's why I'm saying it's huge because if we win this one and we win the Seahawks uh, in a few weeks, um, bearing that we don't lose too many games in between, uh, the the last week won't matter and we can put whatever QB in Brock Purdy or whatever and we can rest and have a, a second mini bye week before the playoffs. So yeah, I think it's huge. Um, I, I don't know if you remember, I, I don't really want, the, um, well, the past two years really, you know, the Seahawks, last minute, green little tackle, or the Ambry Thomas pick against the against the Rams. If we could have a week 18 uh, easy and stress-free, that'd be great. And it, it comes from <laughs> winning on Monday night. So, yeah, let's let's just win. We all struggle against the Cardinals as well. So if we can avoid, you know, to care about the last one, then it'll make it even easier. Yeah, I agree. I think it's going to be a uh, not exactly must-win, but uh, we win this, and I think that's that's going to be three in a row, straddling the bye week. 
as you say, we go to 4-0 in the division. Um, I think we'll be looking considerably stronger uh, if we win than uh, if we lose the game. So uh, rather than just do uh, looking at offence and defence, I'm going to stretch your podcasting sinews and mix it up a little bit. Uh, so some matchups, the Niners secondary versus the Cardinals pass game. Lee, kick us off. So, I mean, the the obvious one's going to be Mooney Ward against DeAndre Hopkins. And for me, that is the matchup of the uh, the game on Tuesday. If we can shut down DeAndre Hopkins, I don't see why we can't just walk away with an easy win against the Cardinals. They don't exactly have uh, a team full of playmakers. I'd like to see James Conner restricted to uh, under 20 yards, like I said in the uh, on the live show the other night. Um, because not only is it a Colt McCoy revenge game, it's also a James Conner revenge game because he pretty much embarrassed us last time. So I'm, I'm hoping I'm hoping if Mooney Walk can shoot Hopkins down, which I, I think he can, I know there's two really, really good players there, but that's going to be an interesting, it's going to be an interesting matchup to watch. I mean, we could come away from that game thinking, well, actually, Mooney Ward's not as good as what we thought he was because you know how good DeAndre Hopkins is. But I have every confidence he's going to have a game on Tuesday morning. You think Mooney Ward will shadow D-Hop all the way through, Lee? Because it's not no, something that's true. Yeah, because he's a lot like uh, Richard Sherman. He sticks yeah. to one side of the field. He won't go over to the other, which to me, that, that really annoys me sometimes because I want my best cornerback on the opposing team's best wide receiver all the time. And uh, I mean, obviously, again, going back to the supporters live show, I don't play the game. I don't know how easy it is to move from left cornerback to right cornerback. I mean, surely, um, surely all you're doing is you're twisting your hips one way instead of the other. Well, you know, all the lefties and righties in the world <laughs> looked at you thinking it's not that easy, is it? Uh, you know, when if you if you use your right hand to do something, yeah. uh, you tend to do that most of the time. <laughs> if you use your left hand to do something. You tend to use that most of the time. So, yeah, so it's not case, actually that. In, in that case, we, we might be in for a game then on uh, Tuesday morning because DeAndre Hopkins generally plays over on the left, which means he's going to go up against Diomedo Lenoir all night. Mm-hmm. But yeah. the thing is, for me, Lee, you don't want the defence to move away from what we've done. And it, like I've just said there, Mooney doesn't tend to travel. And also, for me, I'm not going to make the mistake of underestimating the Cardinals. We remember this time last year when Kyler Murray was injured and we all got giddy over Colt McCoy, and he made us look very stupid. But they've got a good receiving car, the, the Cardinals. You know, they've got Rondale Moore, who's looked good recently. I know AJ Green, Nadji, isn't the same AJ Green, but recently no. they've spread the ball around, and Marquise Brown could be back. I think they've um, activated him, his practice window. So Yeah, he had some light training yesterday. So, for me... I think it's a good question, Gareth, started off with our secondary, because as much as Nadji might shudder at this, I think Jimmy Ward has been playing well. And I think, like you said, you know, with Hufanga's ball hawking skills and Mooney Ward, I do think it could be an area to watch out. How do you feel, Gareth, that could be an area to watch out for on Tuesday morning, the secondary versus the wide receivers? Well, there was a reason I put it first up, because I figured that was, as Lee said, that was going to be a defining part of the game with Mooney Ward versus uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, yeah, they've got an embarrassment of uh, riches at wide receiver, uh, and we're going to have to, I think, get everybody's A game in the secondary to make sure we can keep on top of that. Um, though it does obviously link to uh, my next matchup. Which well, is before in- you move on, Colt McCoy is actually questionable. Um, he's apparently he's hurt his knee, so it would be Trace McSorley that would, that might be playing at this rate. So, um, 
Well, that's it. So oh. the the Niners pass rush versus whoever is at QB because the pass rush can get home. It doesn't matter how open their receivers are. So well, uh, pass versus st- whoever. They're also struggling. Uh, I think the left tackle Humphreys he's got he's questionable with the back injury. Yeah. And I and think the, the left the left guard Max Garcia with a shoulder. So again, we're coming into a game Gareth, <laughs> where the opposition are, are pretty banged up. And I think the start and centre. I might have his name wrong, so apologies to any Cardinals fan. Rodney Hudson, I think he's got a knee injury. So he's on IR. So they're pretty banged up as well, Gareth, on that offensive line. So, like you said, our pass rush could get home to whichever QB they've got. And you are right, Nancy. I think I have seen that Murray and McCoy, as it stands on Thursday night at 25 past eight in the UK, both are down as questionable, Gareth. So could be interesting to see third-choice QB there on Tuesday morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be very interesting. Uh, I don't think Marcus Brown will play. He's still on injured reserve. I don't think his window to return fully has been uh, a bit like uh, Ken Law is, you know, on the field, kind of light drills and all that kind of yeah. thing. So, I mean, I the, <laughs> we're eight point favorite, so I think that says quite a lot. Eight points is uh, quite quite a margin. Um, and I know you know division games don't usually go exactly how Vegas predicts it, but um, I don't know. I think I, I, their offense has been largely struggling. And yeah, they beat the Rams last week, but the Rams are terrible. Um, I don't I don't really see how they can beat us. And I, I know we said that last year, and they did beat us quite handedly. Um, but if we if we play the same game that we have the last two two games um, and adjust at halftime and make sure whoever's in the center is never really comfortable uh, and has to throw you know, off platform for Huff to pick them, then I think we'll be all right. I don't actually think um, the their offense and our defense is the matchup because our defense is vastly superior. Um, I think we've, we've said it many, many times that we have the first defense in, you know, in the league. We're, we're the best defense in the league by quite a margin. And um, and the Cardinals are still kind of searching who they are, and especially with the, the number of injuries they have and, and playing in Mexico City high up, I don't think somebody like AJ Green that's not been very healthy his entire career can probably string a game all together. Uh, it's going to be difficult for everyone, but uh, yeah, I, I think it's the other side is going to be more interesting. Well, to steal your thunder, Nadji, I was playing devil's advocate like you've been doing recent weeks, and I've mentioned those names so they don't come back to bite us on Tuesday morning. <laughs> but I think you're right. I think that's where Gareth's heading to. I think it'll be our offense versus their mm-hmm. defense. That's coming. It's, that's why I held back, Gareth. I didn't want to you. jump in, buddy. <laughs> uh, you, you've been quietly Niners pass rush versus whoever the Cardinals decide to turn out. Yeah, I think it'll be an interesting matchup again. Um, the Cardinals will have two reasonable tackles, um, and that's where our pass rush is coming from. So that, that's going to be an interesting matchup. The standing centre they've got at the moment, um, he doesn't appear to be very good, but that's based off PFF stats, and we all know what PFF <laughs> stats can be like. <laughs> Um, I think they give Gareth a 99 after the Supporters Club live show, so we yeah, know we know how bad PFF is. Clearly nonsense. <laughs> yes, clearly <laughs> nonsense. But you know, I, th- I think it's it's going to be interesting to see because we're moving one more game down. We're getting that more experience with uh, Drake Jackson. Um, mm-hmm. Hopefully, he's coming on a little bit. It all depends on when whether Samuel Abukum is fully fit because he's carrying a knock as well. Um, but we've got that many we've got that many weapons on defense, especially in the pass rush that we should be able to get to the quarterback, regardless of who's playing 
behind center. And, and I don't think we'll have a problem. As, as Najee said, it's not really going to be a, um, a matchup between our defense and their offense. Famous last words. I yeah. don't think it's going to be a, a matchup between our defense and their offense. It's going to be the opposite way around. Yeah, I think so. What about you, Gareth? What do you think? I mean, you did call for something crazy on the on the show on Tuesday. So oh, I did. I mean, you? yeah. I mean, I'll, do, you I'll, to, I'll, do you want to tell us about it? Yeah, I'm going to say that again. So when when I was putting the spot for a bold prediction, everybody knows what I'm like. I mean, I, I take bold. To, to the nth degree of what bold means, <laughs> so I went with a, a Nick Bosa five sack game. I think I think he's going to have his way. And I'll tell you why as well. I mean, if you believe what you've seen on Twitter this week, because I've only seen it on Twitter, I haven't seen it anywhere else. Um, but I think Vivid Seats are the people that do the uh, the seat selling tracking, and they're saying that eighty two percent of the uh, tickets that are going to be sold will be sold to forty nine fans. Yeah, so and that's, that's, that's just cool. crazy. That is absolutely yeah. crazy. And it can only mean one thing, that when we're on defense, we're going to drown out the offense. They're going to struggle. They're going to struggle with snap count. They're going to struggle with their coverages. They're going to, they're going to struggle with everything. And I can't wait to see Nick Bosa eat. <laughs> yeah. So the, perhaps a matchup you have been wait, waiting for then, the Niners run game versus Arizona's D-line. Najee, you've been itching to talk offense, so... Yeah, yeah. I just think it's you know it's our weak part. Um, I don't think we're quite there yet, especially with the weapons we have. I think we should be blowing everybody wide open, and uh, we're not quite quite there yet. We're still you know mingling around the twenty mark points, which is you know it would be nice to see forty forty plus, um, which is not completely out of the realm of the possibility. And Debo, Carroll, CMC. Ayuk, <laughs> it's just you know we should be able to score points at will, but we're not quite there. And they have a good, you know, they've got a good defense. Um, Zayvon Collins has been playing pretty well. They obviously have JJ Watt, was an all-time and probably a first battle Hall of Famer, even though he's not quite himself anymore. Um, he's still he's still JJ Watt. Uh, I think Isaiah Simmons is coming along slowly, but but you know he's getting there. Marcus Golden has always been a good. Uh, linebacker for them and they've got Mr. Buda Becker which I think is one of the best safety in the league and made a spade a, a few times uh, you know uh, last year especially uh, with picking Jimmy left right and center so yeah I'm a, I'm a bit worried especially especially after the starts of Jimmy you know for him picks for two games and and having that kind of defense that can you know JJ White can Batter one in the air that gets picked up by somebody or someone like that. I can see it totally happening. Um, but hopefully, and uh, this is what I predicted on the on the supporters live. Um, we can, yeah, we can keep it on the ground and, and run straight at them with CMC, Debo, uh, and Mitchell. That's clearly back on form. So, um, yeah, I did predict five to rushing touchdowns. So that's kind of what I want to see. And I think that's what we have to do. Uh, if we have to go through the air, I think we're we're in for a, a long, long night. Pool. You're going to leap in with the run game. Well, run game. to be honest, and people have seemed to like when we disagree, and I don't mean it in a bad <laughs> way, actually, as much as the Cardinals no. have got a good defence, they're actually the worst against the yards after the catch. Yeah. And let's face it, the 49ers don't do too bad on the yards after the catch. So I think an element of what you're saying is correct, but I think if the stats are to be believed, I think Kyle Shanahan's going to cook up a lot of the yards after the catch and take advantage of that. So where we may see the run game, like you've said, we know Jimmy likes to get the ball out early, get the ball to Debo, 
And also, for those people, Gareth, concerned about our red zone ability, the Cardinals have allowed 16 touchdown passes in the red zone, which is the tied for the most in the NFL. And since week seven, Nadji, they've actually allowed 33.5 points per game, which is the worst in yeah. the NFL. So, you know, like you said, sometimes it doesn't always show up on the stat sheet or sometimes it doesn't always show up on the videos. But, I mean, I am kind of worried. You've, you've mentioned that's probably their strength. You know, like you said, the, the linebackers are quite good. Collins and Simmons have matured quite well. And like you said, J.J. Watt seems to do well against us. And Buda Baker tends to play well against Kittle. But I said it on the Supporters Club Live, Gareth, and Alex Simpson got hold of the bold prediction that I made. I don't think Jimmy turns the ball over again. And I, I'm going to stick to that. I think we go three games in a row for the first time in Jimmy's career. I think Jimmy's playing better and better. And I think Kyle Shanahan's going to utilise the weapons. Um, I mean, McCaffrey can be dangerous, Nadji, without touching the ball. I don't know if you go back yeah, yeah. to the start of the second half and we lined up. He motioned Debo, all the defence moved, and then McCaffrey had that wide open space. And there's other things like that where McCaffrey can do that. So I, I don't think I'm worried, Gareth, about the amount of touches McCaffrey's getting at the moment. He was brought in to get us over that hump into the playoffs and hopefully for the Super Bowl. He's not like he was used in Carolina. He doesn't need to pound the ball. I think the way he used Mitchell and McCaffrey on Monday night is a good recipe moving forward. And I'm very confident heading into this game. How about you, Lee? How are you feeling about our offence versus their defence? I'm glad you said offence against their defence rather than the run game because I think you two have done the run game to death. So I'm going to concentrate <laughs> on uh, the, the wide receiving core. And I think I'm probably going to say something uh, quite controversial. I haven't really been impressed with Debo as a wide receiver this season. I think he's been pretty poor, to be fair. Um, getting the ball in the flat and running yards after the catch, yeah, that's fair enough. But some of his catching, some of his route run isn't particularly good. When I went and rewatched the game from um, Sunday night against the well, Sunday night early Monday morning against the Chargers, the two the two bad passes, the two seemingly bad passes from Jimmy, both went to Debo. And when you look what Debo's doing, it, it's to me it just seemed very erratic the way he was running. Uh, it just seemed, I, I don't know, it just didn't look right. Uh, and the look that Jimmy gave him as well, it was so, he, he was giving him daggers, basically. Um, so I'm, I'm not entirely sure what went on there. Uh, and just looking at the way we use Debo, he looks great when he's used in the running game. He does. He looks absolutely fantastic. But he's not a running back. He's a wide receiver. And at the moment... Both Juwan Jennings and Brandon Ayuk are head and shoulders above him in the passing game. I wouldn't say that's controversial. I mean, me and Nancy called right. at the start of the season that Ayuk would mature into the number one receiver. And I think the stats back that up. And I think the way Ayuk's been playing over the last couple of weeks, he is our number one pure wide receiver. And I, I, I don't think it's controversial at all. I think Debo, if you look at the stats, he's, he's down on all his numbers from last year. But you could argue the team's better. We've got more weapons around there, and I think Debo. Yeah, so can... I'm not necessarily just looking at his stats. I mean, I, I completely agree. His stats are bound to be down because we've got so many weapons on um, offense. It's like George Kittle. To me, out of everybody on the team, George Kittle is our best offensive player. He is, but we're not using him. And we're not using him because we've got other weapons elsewhere. And I think it's criminal, to be honest. I think we should be using them a lot more. Um, but I am very happy with the, the way Jennings is playing. What I'm getting at with Debo is. Just the way he looks when he's playing, uh, it, it just—I don't know—I I can't describe it. 
Um, I'm, I might be wrong. I might be saying things that isn't actually there. It just doesn't look right. No, you're entitled to your opinion, mate. I mean, he's, he's had some wow moments, hasn't he? And I think maybe that could be what, like, Nadji fell foul of saying Nick Bosa wasn't really great on Monday night. And a few people, Nadji, have hung on to those comments on Twitter. Some of our regular <laughs> followers have took delight in tweeting some of the stuff out about um, Bosa. And, and to be fair, you said it yourself, Nadji, you were judging him on those elite standards. And I think yeah. you're rightly, I think Debo isn't where we want him to be. And I'm not just focusing on the stats like you've had the chat with Gary. I have game pass like you. I go back and watch the old 22. I'm not saying I'm an expert in it in any stretch of any imagination. I'm a fan. The person on the pod who knows more than us about this stuff is Nadji. So what, what do you think what Lee's made there, Nadji? you think that's a fair comparison? I think it's a fair comparison. But I think, once again, it's all about expectation. And when you consider what he did last year for us and what he's doing this year, is yeah, he's down. He's not playing as well as he, used, as he needs to. But... Um, also, defense know what he's doing now. It, you know, the league is very reactive, and it's it's always the same. You you can never really run the same offense twice in a year, in a row. Um, over the years, people are just keying in on what Debo can do, what he's good at, and they're just taking that away because they know that he can just hurt you from anywhere around the field. And it's it's Kyle's job to find a way to get the ball in his hand when people expected the last, uh, the least, and um he hasn't quite done that. Also, I think Jimmy's missed a couple, uh, especially last game. Uh, you, you, you're you talking about these motions in the backfield. And, uh, he should, there's one he should have thrown to Debo, and I think it's a touchdown. There's also one run where if Debo follows um, Trent, he goes for a touchdown and he, he takes a, a, a cut and follows Kale on, on the block and then gets tackled. It's a good game. It's, a, it's like a 12 or 15 yards run, but he, if I think if he goes the right way, um, so I've got a question for you, Nadji. I've got a question that you should be able to answer. I think you should be able to answer it. Um, because I've never played the game and been in a, uh, been in a coaching se- session. My God, put my teeth back in. <laughs> a coaching <laughs> session or yeah. in a huddle. When when the quarterback goes through his progressions, if he sees wide, wide receiver one or his first read is open straight away, is that it? He just throws the ball straight over there. Don't, doesn't even yeah. bother with second or third. So... Yeah. So that's what I thought it was. I mean, it's kind of obvious, really. And that's what I thought it was. Because a lot of the things I see where people have been saying, oh, Jimmy's missing open receivers. And I'm looking at the person he's thrown it to, and it's the first person he's looked at. Yeah, the other yeah. two are open. But he's, he's looked at the first person, who who was also open. Maybe he's not as open as wide receiver two or wide receiver three. But yeah, he was open. Also, so to me, that's the, the right yeah. decision. But yeah, yeah, he, yeah. he could have gone to somebody else and touchdown. As soon as the ball goes, it, it, whatever's on tape doesn't matter. People rally to the ball. So, yeah, they, they might look a bit more open than they would have if the ball had been thrown their way. It's it's a common mistake. People look at the play when the ball is in midair and the, the defenders already reacted and moved away a couple of steps. So, yeah, no, no. You, <laughs> that's why there's a progression. Is a target number one. If that's open, just for the ball. And if it's not, go to two. And if it's not, go to three. If it's not, go to four. And if it's if it's not, go to check down. That's what you got to do. There's also the fact that QBs need to be aware of pressure and stuff like that. And it's, that's what we call the halt read. It's, uh, if you see the pressure in your face and it's an unblock uh, blitzer, just go to your halt read, which is usually the, the running back of the backfield somewhere in the flat or little curl route on the front. But yeah, no, it's it's not 
that are rocket science. Yeah, just obviously and that was my understanding. In, but because of some of the um, comments that have come through, and I've watched it again, I'm thinking, am I am I an idiot here? Am I, am I misunderstanding what they're doing here? Because I'm, when I'm watching that, people saying, oh, uh, receiver X was uh, wide open there. I think, well, hang on here. He's already gone to his first uh, read because the first read was open. It Does, doesn't really matter about got read two or three. Watching the all twenty-two, though, Lee, like you, you said on Let's Talk Sport earlier, we're fans, and like yeah, that's you said it. there. Yeah. I mean, for me, Nadji, the view of Jimmy's touchdown to CMC, the one where the receiving touchdown, that was quite mm-hmm. good for a novice to look like from you behind the camera angle. Lee's behind Jimmy, and you see him going through his progressions. You see the pressure coming, like Nadji said, and then he gets the ball out to CMC, and Nadji said it on the review show. CMC was just a distraction. He wasn't even like Jimmy's fifth read. And to me, that was quite a good example to use. But you've got to be careful using the All-22. That's why I name-dropped the people who I follow on Twitter, like Brad Graham, Brian Baldinger. If I'm really, really stuck and I need a quick answer, I've got an Adji. Because like you said, he's played the game and the way you can explain it. So you've got to kind of be careful going down watching the tape route if you're not quite sure what you're looking for. Najee, that was one of the most backhanded compliments I've ever heard, mate. <laughs> it is. I'll take it. Thank you very much. Yeah, no, it, yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, be careful what you watch. Pause it before. If you want to see who's open, pause it before it starts even motioning the arm to pass it. Right before the tap, because Jimmy uh, always taps the ball before he throws it. Just... Pause it before that and see who's open, and that will tell you who's open. Right. I, I've just thought I did have a question for you before when we, we were talking about the whole Debo thing. Um, okay, so we're on third down. It's critical third down. We know we're going to have to pass the ball. Who are you throwing that ball to? Whoever's we're, open, right? <laughs> Depends on the play. You, you don't, I'll, I'll you don't predetermine that. who you go to. That's that's the recipe. Yeah, yeah. To get I'll, I'll rephrase that. So th- this isn't about going through your reads. This is about your confidence in whoever you're going to throw the ball to will catch the ball because you've got more confidence in them over any other player on the team. So critical third down, we're passing the ball. Who are you throwing that ball to? Whoever the player is designed to go. Ah. These guys are professional. <laughs> I know I know you want me to say are you or you, Kittle. You, you're touching the but, question. <laughs> but if he's if no, if you're an actual quarterback professional quarterback and the, your head coach calls a play that you have to read a certain way you don't go another way because that's that's how it goes wrong for you the play is called for a reason just go for your progression don't go off play to help him out stuff. Lee to help him out the 49ers <laughs> have a third down conversion rate of 46% on third and 10 mm-hmm. this season best in the league pretty, so when you're good. saying who do you go it to last game it would have been Jennings because he was a monster on third down so I kind of knew where you were trying to lead Nadji there but well done Nadji for not going well, down that I'll, rabbit hole yeah I was, I was going to say Paul if you really want to help Nadji out you need to uh, send him that pair of tweezers that you used to use to get the splinters out your backside for sitting on the fence <laughs> all the time it's been a while since I've been like that mate it is it is mm. but to be honest Paul Jennings wasn't where I was going well, come on then, enlighten us. Are you going to ask Gareth to answer the question? George Kittle. George right. Kittle for me. For me, yeah. I mean, Kittle, Kittle Ayuk, or Juszczyk. Who I think is always right hand. All CMC. Uh, how about whoever's open? <laughs> Even <laughs> if it's Tyler Croft, just throw him the ball. I feel that I feel we've reached the bottom bottom of this rabbit hole. So. We have, yeah, we have, yeah. We have. You know I, what? I'm going to have to get a new uh, a new piece of music for my soundboard. Watership down, bright eyes. There we are. <laughs> uh, 
an excuse in the uh, thin atmosphere of Mexico City for us to talk about the kicking game. Do you think that uh, the altitude is going to affect this very much? Yeah. Long field goals, wobbly punts. Are we going to see something exciting in special teams? No, yeah, definitely longer longer kicks potentially. Um, few yards no, it's not like you you can you can set, suddenly kick a 75 yard field goal but mm. you can um you can absolutely gain maybe five eight yards and if there's a bit of wind maybe even more uh, and punts can definitely uh, hang a lot a lot longer in the air because the air is a bit thinner um yeah we, we could see um if we didn't have a 40 well, how old is he 42 43 years old robbie gold um, this is a recipe to break records usually, uh, that, that kind of altitude. Um, if we had Justin Tucker, I think you could do a, a 67-yard field goal, maybe something like that. Um, but yeah, we um, it's going to be a lot more difficult for Ray McLeod to try and break one because punts are going to be hanging in here for so long. Anyone else want to talk about special teams or should we move on? Just hope that the um, all the special teams, like so for example, the, the snaps, Tabor Pepper could be in for obviously a, a difficult evening, Gareth. And I think it's interesting that the 49ers are trying to work on the altitude more than the Cardinals. Mm. So I've seen some stuff on social media today where they've been at an airbase. Obviously, they've been in Colorado. I believe the Cardinals are not trying any of that and they're just literally going to fly in. So you're right, it could it could be interesting. I do echo what Nadji said at the start. I hope it's not a nail-biter where it's going to come down to... 58 seconds on the clock at 4.30 on Tuesday morning and we're waiting on a Robbie Gold field goal, Gareth. So hopefully yeah. special teams is a little bit insignificant to that, but never mind. Lee, want to weigh in on kicking or not? No, no, I'm going to weigh in on the, the old high altitude um, stuff as well. So Kyle Shanahan made an interesting uh, interesting conversation, interesting statement this morning about Yvonne Cunningham. Uh, and about uh, the possibility of him playing against the Cardinals, and he ruled it off straight away. Um, and he basically said that the trip up to Denver is what uh, resulted in his knee flaring up again. So it was yeah. obviously the uh, the time in the air on the aeroplane, and then at high altitude, um, once they're up there, that has caused a bit of an issue, a bit of a flare-up in his knee. And I'm not sure if the flare-up is more post-op related or the chronic injury that we believe he has. Um, I think it might be a combination of the two of them. So, yeah, I mean, he turned around and he said, yeah, there's no point in risking him there. Um, Armstead, he also said that um, it's it's probably not going to be risked in, in the game against the Cardinals. And I think it was for the same reason as well, because of the altitude. So there must be some sort of correlation between um, injuries, re- injury recovery and high altitude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, so it's, it's all about oxygen and blood flow and that kind of thing. And uh, if it happened when he went to Denver, why risk it going to Mexico, which is... Exactly. At, at least as high, I can't remember. I really need to check that out. But, uh, yeah, why, why risk it? Just, um, it'd be nice to have Eric back, though, at some point. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, but it so- does sound like Kinlo is coming back. Sorry, Gareth. Uh, it, which is, I think that's, that's is, the best yeah. news. It is great it, news. Um, the fact that we have, oh, we, yeah, we, we would have tried if we went in Mexico kind of thing. Maybe, you know, that's better than uh, hearing nothing at all on, on his recovery and he's coming back to the field. So, yeah, it's great, great news. Hopefully we can have him back. Maybe you'll see him back in uh, when you get there. With any luck, that would be great, that would. Yeah, that would be amazing. So, lads, uh, bold predictions 
Um, as you've mentioned, we were lucky enough to be hosting the Supporters Club live for the 49ers on, uh, what was it, Tuesday? Uh, and it you was. made some bold predictions during uh, uh, the show we did. Uh, are you going to double down or are you going to improve your chances of being right by offering an alternative bold prediction? No, I'm going to double down. I've said it already. <laughs> Nick Porter, five sacks. Triple down. Double down. Nice. I've said five rushing touchdowns, two CMC, two Mitchell, one Debo. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm sticking with, with mine. I said Jimmy's not going to turn the ball over. I believe me and yourself, Gareth, agreed that Ayuk is in for a game. So I believe Ayuk could come out with two receiving touchdowns. So like we said on Tuesday, add that to Lee's five, oh, Najee's five rushing touchdowns and Bosa's five sacks. The score's going to be all 50 to one at some point. So we're all in <laughs> for, for a good night. But just before you move on, Gareth, I just want to echo what you three have all probably thought. Tuesday night was awesome. And it was just such an experience. And again, just to put on record, thank you to the 49ers for giving us for the opportunity to display what we do. We do this because we love it. We love the team. And I'm still on a high, as Nadji has been in the group chat. So I just wanted to put that on record before we finished off. You also put on record, I think you uh, predicted a pick six for someone as well on Tuesday. Yes, remind. Yeah, well done there, Gareth. So Fred Warner. I believe he has some Mexican heritage. So last month, I'm not sure if you guys saw the players were representing the country of origin that had flags on the helmet. And Fred Warner had a Mexican flag. And when I did a bit of research, he's got some Mexican heritage. So I would like to see a Fred Warner pick six on Tuesday morning, preferably earlier than Hufanga's game ceiling interception. Uh, If he could do it in the first quarter, Gareth, that would be pretty awesome. Oh, I'll see. I'll see what I can do. Uh, yeah, I think I'm. I'm going to double down. My uh, my predictions remain the same. Uh, big game for George Kittle. Uh, I don't think I specified what a big game would be, but I think 100 yards and a couple of TDs for for Mr. Kittle would be good. And I think I predicted a a defensive score, a defensive TD, um, but would not be drawn on whether it's an interception or a fumble. So there we are. Um, Paul, you've got some shout outs or uh, something to mention, I think. Yeah, so for those of you that know, I do a weekly show on Let's Talk Sports and Lee kindly gave up his time at dinner time today. Me and Lee talked all things 49ers at lunchtime. The video is on YouTube and Dan, who runs Let's Talk Sports, is running a competition. So what he would like you to do is go and watch the video on YouTube, drop the comment 49 Faithful UK in the comments on YouTube and he's going to do a draw next Wednesday night and the winner is going to get a 49ers t-shirt 49ers mug, Let's Talk Sports t-shirt and a Let's Talk Sports mug. The point of the competition is he's trying to grow his watch hours on YouTube, Gareth, but he also wants to kind of give something back to the community because they're a big part of what he does. And he was blown away to have El Presidente on his channel today. So thanks for joining me, Lee. And I'm, no hoping, problem, to get, I'm hoping to get yourself, Gareth, and you on as well, Nadji, at some point because Dan is a big supporter of what we do. So if you could go and support what Dan's doing, that would be great. Yeah, great stuff. So uh, some of us will be back next week to break down the Cardinals game. Uh, some of us are going to be taking a break from the show for a few weeks. Uh, so Not Lee, can we, uh, can we expect around 1,600 hours of GoPro footage to be dropped on Facebook feeds? <laughs> I'll be honest. I wasn't actually going to vlog this time. So I vlogged the last two uh, journeys out there. Um, the, the first lot of vlogs were really well received as far as um, YouTube was concerned. Um, they got quite a few views, whereas the second lot wasn't. 
and it is quite a time consuming thing so rather than do that i think i'm just going to actually enjoy the experience out there and do what um, both andrew hudson and brian davis keep on saying live in the moment um, so I'm going to do that. I mean, no doubt I will be doing some filming on my phone. I'm, I've even been looking at uh, getting a gimbal for my phone tonight uh, online as well. Get it delivered before I go away next week. Um, but I do intend to do some sort of a podcast while I'm out there. I'm not entirely sure what that's going to be. But mm-hmm. I think I will do some um, sessions where it's either me, David, me, David Betteridge, or me, Nick. Um, we've got Linda Black and Andy there out there. Um, and there's also a few others there, Matthew Nuttall, Matthew Johnson. So there's plenty of people from the actual group who, who are actually going to be there. So if I get the chance to do something, even if it's just a short five-minute question and answer, either at a tailgate or at a game, then I think I might do that, take the opportunity to do that. Um, and then we can put that as either a special episode collated or or actually fitted into one of the, the normal pods. I think the challenge will be more for me, Gareth, because when Nadji and Lee were in Vegas, I had nearly a million impressions on Twitter. So please buckle down, everybody who follows 49 Faithful UK, as El Presidente will be out in Levi's. I'm hoping you're going to get some photos, Lee, that I can use. But in between the itinerary he's got planned, Gareth, and all the celebrity appearances we've got lined up, don't think he's going to have time to vlog, to be honest with you. Uh, no, that, a, a, a huge shame for everybody, I'm sure. <laughs> no, I'll be disappointed not to have the uh, update, but hopefully if you can do a show, Lee, we'll uh, we'll look forward to that. Yeah, well, I'm going to give it my best. Good stuff. So, so, so be, be, before we get into predictions, because you haven't asked us p- for predictions this time. I haven't, you're right. I no. suddenly skipped on past... Uh, That's right. Now, I, I do actually have a couple of shout-outs. So before we do the predictions, we'll leave that until last. I'll, I'll have this shout-out. Um, and to be honest, I have no idea whether or not they watch the show. I need to have a look at the stats. But I just want to give a shout-out to Club 49ers Mexico because they're actually going to get to go and see the 49ers play in their country on Tuesday morning. Mm-hmm. Um, we know what it means to us when they come over to the UK. It'll mean exactly the same to them in Mexico. Um, both Najee and myself met a couple of the guys from uh, the club 49 is Mexico, and um, we gave them a flag. They gave us some uh, Mexico patches, so it was a good thing. It was a good uh, bonding experience between two fan chapters. So I hope they have an absolutely fantastic time on on Tuesday morning um, when they're watching the game live. And I also want to give a shout out to uh, Diego Figueroa. I believe that's how you pronounce the name. So Diego was uh, one of the guys that watched the Supports Club live. He was asking questions throughout. Um, I think he's followed us all on Twitter and followed the group account. So if you go into the game in Mexico, I hope you have a great day, Diego. He will be listening because after the Supporters Club Live, um, he reached out and asked for the link to the uh, podcast, Lee. So I, yep. I gave him the link and he's given some good, honest feedback. And like I said, Gareth, we've had some good interactions this week from the pod. I mean, to be fair, it sounded as if we all disagreed on Monday night when we recorded, and I didn't feel that's how it came across, but the fans have enjoyed it. And to be fair, Nadji, I think a few people are still a little bit unsettled with your Jimmy G take, mate. Neil Watson may have crossed you off his Christmas card list. Yep. <laughs> Nadji's <laughs> quite comfortable with that. So. Yeah, he does. So, before I forget for a second time, who's going to kick us off? Oh, God, right. So, yeah, we're eight points favourite, and the other end is 43 and a half. 
I'm actually feeling quite confident despite me bigging up the uh, the Cardinals defense. <laughs> I think I think we can absolutely rush on them properly this time and have CMC and as I said, I think five five touchdowns on the ground, so um do the math. That's thirty five to fourteen for us. Okay, mm. so I'm gonna have Rob Wright back on this because Rob uh, asked a question the other the other night or the other day. Might be even today to be honest. Yeah I think it was today. Yeah and he said uh, so who's it gonna be Who's it going to be that we absolutely trounce this season? And I'm going to say it's going to be the Cardinals in Mexico City. And I'm going for a ridiculously bold prediction here. Mm. Yeah. So I'm going to go with the 49ers 45-14 victory. Ooh, very nice. Beat that, Paul. I'm going to say, how do I follow that, Gareth? So I, I agree with Lee. I think the Cardinals will score 14 points on Tuesday morning. But I have us winning 31-14. to 14. Mm, nice. All more comfortable than my slightly tight 24 to 13 uh, victory. I can see it being another attritional game like the uh, Chargers. And hopefully we can hold the ball for long periods, grind them down uh, and just accumulate more points by the end of the game. Uh, not very exciting, but um, hopefully that will be slightly easier. Um, 5 a.m. or 4.30 a.m. finish for us all. Yeah. So that's it. Anything else, gents, before yeah, we wrap well, up? one more thing. So, obviously, hmm. you've mentioned the trip across there. I've absolutely no idea if there's any US-based fans listening to this pod and who will be at either one of those games, the Saints game or the Dolphins game. By all, mean, or by all means, come up and say hello. Um, at, the, at both games, I'm going to be sat in exactly the same area. It's called the Gold Mine section. It's in the southwest corner, and it's where the fan chapters sit. It's actually temporary seating that's put up onto the concourse, just as you go up into the stadium. Um, so if you if you come in, if you listen to the show, and you want to come and say hello, by all means, pop across. I'll have the flag. Um, hopefully, I'll stand out like a sore thumb, and it'll be great to uh, say hello. Well, on that note, Lee, we did receive a tweet to the 49er Faithful UK account where someone who has a season ticket said they're based in Section 201, Row 14, and they would love to meet up for a photo and say hello. So I'll screenshot that and I'll, I'll send you those details over. Because like I said, we have mentioned you going over. And I know John Chapman and Wayne Breezy are, are hoping to hook up with you guys for the Dolphins game, I believe. It is, yeah. There. That's right. So that would be awesome. Well, will you ever come uh, just, back? I just checked the elevation of Estadio Azteca. It's uh, 7,200 feet in here, which is uh, 2,000 more feet than the Mile High Stadium. So, wow. Yeah, pretty high. Pretty high indeed. So, thanks, gents, for your uh, analysis. I'm going to call it that. Uh, thanks for <laughs> listening to the show. Feel free to like, comment, share, and subscribe. Uh, and thanks for the feedback that we do get on the Facebook group. Uh, we do really appreciate it uh, and welcome and thanks for listening if you're new uh, enjoy your weekend and a football free Sunday and hopefully catch you on the game day threads on Facebook and Discord for the Cardinals game, until then go Niners Go Niners. Sakaruni baby Bang bang Nana gang Love the San Francisco 49ers deep in the heart Like Joe Montana in the corner deep heart Garrison Hurst, stiff form going 99 Don't get it twisted, one and all with prime time John Taylor, Jerry Rice down the sideline